Bulletin. Smithy is away, so I've commandeered the bulletin and I've enlisted a bloke that he would be found on uh, Lincoln Road at, what is it, the, the, the peddler, the pushel, the bike peddler or uh, Miller's Bar? Miller's Bar would be more like it. Gordon Finlater uh, of News Hub fame, of course. Morning, Gordon. Morning, Louie. Yeah, the Miller Bar, actually. Uh, last time I bumped into you was down there. I, I haven't, I've been meaning to ask you since... Uh, what were your thoughts of uh, of the Miller as a uh, punting venue? Uh, nice little spot, good atmosphere, hearty, hearty Cantabrians. It'd be the sort of place. <laughs> do, do you remember? You, you're from here, right? Do you remember the Holy yep. Grail grow, growing up? I do. Re- I do remember the Holy Grail, and it's a real sore spot for me that Christchurch still doesn't have a really good sports bar in the CBD to replace that yet. That's right. You know, I've, I have spent a little bit of time in Rockpool here and there to watch a Warriors game or so, but it can get a little bit, I don't know, there's just a, an energy of fightiness in that, that joint. Um, the Holy Bogans Grail. probably the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind Bogans, to be fair. Actually, I am partly Bogan, and I don't mind Bogans. It's just there's a, there's a tension in that joint, but uh, the Holy Grail was just the perfect mix, and there's hearty Cantabrians in there, and I feel like hearty Cantabrians hang out at the Miller Bar, so that's that was my assessment of it. Good spot, and there were a few hearty Cantabrians playing for the Tall Blacks last night. Um, gee, they just ran it close enough, though, didn't they? They really, they really stunk it up at the end of regulation. It was a real weird game, wasn't it? Because I mean, from the outset, the I mean, going into it, it was the the group game that you said, right? That's the one we should be safe, and on paper, we're a better team than Jordan, and. Look, for, for more than three quarters of that game, it looked that way. And we, we built up that lead, but we could never quite get it past about 10 points, which is when you sort of get into that, oh, yeah, we're, we're looking all right here. And then, yeah, that late in that fourth quarter, just, just a few silly decisions. I think we were up by five, um, and then they get a, a, a quick three-pointer. Um, we come down for three free throws, we make them. So you're ahead by, was it four at that point? And then they make that four-point play. I mean, it just the, it's, it's the written rule, isn't it? Don't foul when they're taking a three, especially that late in the game when they're down by four. And then, oh, I was um, almost couldn't look at the screen during some of that overtime, but we got over the line in the end. Yeah, it was a little bit anxious there, but they. The good thing is, this is a. It's quite an experienced side, and they are all very versatile. So they managed to work it out in the end. Now, I guess Greece tomorrow night. Uh, we don't really know how we'll match up. It's going to be. Oh, it will be a tougher challenge, but they're, they're more than capable of progressing here. Which would be. I mean, where would you stack that up? It's been a year of World Cups between the netball and the, the cricket and rugby to come, and. Uh, we've had so many different world events on. Would the Tall Blacks getting out of their group at a World Cup be meaningful to you? Oh, yeah, it, it, it definitely carries some meaning to it. Um, and it's actually a bit of deja vu going up against Greece because I think it was the last World Cup. It was the same scenario. We played Greece in our last pool game needing to win it to go through. And it was, it was they almost did it. And, of course, that Greece team had Giannis Antetokounmpo in it. Um, they don't have their big... NBA star MVP this time around. 
Uh, and, and I mean, there was enough to take out of that game early on last night and the display against the USA. The, the Kiwi guards looked really good, like Shay Ely and um, Isaiah Liafa. They looked good last night, and especially the way they, they're able to rotate. Uh, they can pretty much run any sort of uh, matchup with the opposition guards to suit them. Um, and, I mean, Jordan sort of figured it out at the end, but, you know, the, the wings, the ability to kick the ball out to the wings, and I think we were at one point seven from nine from three early on. So, look, if 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 that all works out, there's every reason to, to think we can get out of pool play. And then, as we know, you, you go back to that team of 2002, anything, anything can happen when you get to... Uh, to late in the tournament. It comes down to one-off games then. I, Finn Delaney started red hot, right? And then he, he I love it, he, he banged a three in the face of a, a Jordan defender, then he just, like, pushed him. And it was, I, I felt great about it. It, this, it felt good. It was high intensity, high energy. I thought, yeah, let's, let's get a little bit of, you know, mean. Let's bring some mean spirit to this. And I liked it. It was a good sign, but it, I did not expect it to go that close. Gordon... Now, Liam Lawson, we just had Greg Murphy on the show, and Greg Murphy said Liam Lawson doing what he did over the weekend would be like me getting a phone call after the show told that I'm hosting the Academy Awards tomorrow night, so start preparing accordingly. <laughs> and that's the thing. That, like, that is the thing to put into context of the weekend is he was literally thrown in the deep end. And, I mean, he could have finished dead last, but sort of a respectable dead last. And you could have gone, you know what, he was thrown in the deep end, so fair game, that's, that's not a bad performance. But, but to be thrown into that, you only get the last practice session, it's wet, um, you qualify last, and then it's dry, uh, at least for the, what, half a lap um, in the race. You get those variable conditions. I mean, he hadn't driven around that track in dry conditions until race day. And to finish 13th, but a 13th where at points of that race, he was making his way through the field. He got that nice pass on Charles Leclerc. I mean, oh, wasn't that pretty seeing a, you know, a Kiwi boy on debut passing a Ferrari. Um, so I think there's a lot of positives to be taken out of that. He's got the drive at Imola this weekend and, I think given that he's been driving this year in Super Formula in Japan, which, look, is, is the closest thing you can basically get to F1 in terms of speed. Uh, he's been driving tracks over there like Suzuka, which have very fast corners. And, I mean, that's the sort of track you're getting at Imola. So look, there's, there's every reason to think that um, he could go even better there. What would you do with Daniel Ricciardo past this season if you were Red Bull? Oh, look, I think he either... I mean, it depends on the situation with Sergio Perez. Um, if they move on with him, I know he's still got one year in 2024 remaining on his contract. But if for whatever reason he wants out or wants to move to another team, Ricardo can go into that role. Or I, mean, I don't think he'll be in that Alfatori seat next year because keep in mind, they had... I mean, he didn't start the year in that seat. They had Nick DeVries and, of course... You know, the, the form wasn't right there for him, so they moved on. Um, and there was a lot of thinking at that time, hey, Lawson could be in here. They could put him in there. But, of course, they went, well, Ricardo's here as our reserve driver. He's experienced. Let's put him in. But I think long-term, that seat that they run in the Alfa Tori team, or those two seats, 
they've always sort of been for drivers that they see as up-and-comers. So I, I can't see them sticking with Ricardo next year, which, you know, you would think it, it makes sense that, that Lawson would have that second seat. I hope so. I hope there's a world in which that happens. I, I just, I don't know where they're at with Daniel Ricciardo. I, I really struggle to get a read on. He just is so. He seems to be so well regarded, but eventually he needs to perform again. And obviously, this injury for him is very unfortunate timing. So, we'll watch that space with great interest. Uh, Gordon, the Black Caps play not tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. They start their. T20 series against England. Kane Williamson's got two weeks to prove his fitness before they need to pick him in this World Cup squad. Where are you at with our national cricket side, our men's side? Are you excited for this this cricket World Cup? Are you, are you on the edge of your seat? Are you excited for this warm-up series against England, or are you in winter, kind of an off-season mode? Well, it's kind of a funny one, isn't it? Because you know, you're preparing for a World Cup in the subcontinent. We had those games in the UAE, and, and now we're off to England, which is anything but the conditions that we're going to get at the World Cup. But, hey, it's England, and it's white ball cricket, you know, playing against a, a very good team. But I think that's, like, the build-up to this World Cup hasn't been anything to do with how the Black Caps are going. It's, is Kane Williamson going to be healthy in time? And Gary said, and the selectors have got this sort of, awful situation where they have to name their team in two weeks' time um, and you're dealing with a guy that's trying to recover from an ACL and knee surgery which, as we know, can change day to day and you've got to predict whether or not, not whether this guy is ready on the day that you name the team, but whether he is or you at least you think he's going to be ready when the tournament starts in a few weeks' time or at the very least a week after that sort of before you reach the knockout stage? Because I don't think there's any point in picking him if you go, well, he's only going to be right by the knockout stage because you're sort of assuming that you're going to get there before you've actually done that. Um, what do you reckon? Do you think, like, what does your gut tell you? Is Kane Williamson going to be there? Do you know what? It, I think it is. I think he is. I just think that they've just left the door open long enough, and I, I just think that... If he's, I just don't know what capacity he will be there in, Gordon. I just don't know if he's going to be ready to go straight out. But I think he'll be involved because they've poured so much. Like he's trying so hard, and I don't know. I hope they've been in touch with Sia Khaleesi's people because that guy came back after <laughs> three months or something, which is just psychotic. So I don't know. I just I'm I'm reading the tea leaves, and obviously at the end of the day, it's medical. But I just. I am feeling positive about it, which is um, it's exciting for cricket nerds like us, mate. Hey, good to chat, and we'll see you at the Miller Bar for a pint sometime, eh? Yeah, mate. Hey, look, come down on a Sunday when they got karaoke. I'd love to see you um, get the vocal cords going. What would you go to be? Daryl Braithwaite at Horses. Right. I'll see you there for that, mate.